Stuttered my brother was handy. Hey, fantasy, inception. We talking touchdowns, receptions, interceptions. They got a band to kick her. We need that correction. Talk them out. We flexing. How many of y'all you collect? We trying to get that winning record. Fantasy. Yeah. What up, though? What's happening? What it is, hope it is what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy and Session of Podcast. Today is October the 28th, and the boys are back in town. As always, if you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe to us. Give us some likes, reviews, comments, or whatever that may be. You know what I'm saying? Give the max amount. If you give the less than the max amount, then you're a hater. Uh, we'd like to welcome my boy Los back to the podcast. What's going hey, on? it's been a little minute, man. Good to be back, bro. Good to have you, bro. We got you even worked here, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You know, stuff came up with school and shit, man. You know, I'm getting close to graduating finally, so got to right. gotta take care of business, bro. He had to get off the boat so he can walk on water, bro. I hear you. I was listening, that. and you know, I'm back now, so Antonio can't steal my ad lib no more. I noticed that. He, I noticed that he stole my ad lib last time. He was like, what 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 I, I was like, "Yo, what what is going on here? <laughs> get your own ad lib." Hey, man, I'm a biter, not a writer. <laughs> oh. Myself and others. Chico <laughs> would be Chico would be so disappointed. Well, that's his fault. <laughs> as, as always, man, uh, we want to give a special shout out to the following kings and queens out there. Um, man, make sure y'all go out and vote. Black Lives Matter. Moment of silence. And we bet, and we bet, and we bet. Hey, speaking of Black Lives Matter, man, did you ever get a, a win in that league, bro? Or are you, you still yeah, yeah, sitting yeah, on Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wind up. I'm wind up. Oh shit! I bought a gun to win, Colin boy. He got now, we only, now we only have one member on this podcast that is on seven in the league. Oh, and his name rhymes with Ravar. Ravar <laughs> got uh, Jabar. This motherfucker went out and got my handcuff. You know, got Joe Mixon in that league, so he he went out and uh, claimed uh, Giovanni Bernard, bro. Still got the L. Let's go. Hey, hey, it, in the redraft league. I don't know, but in his defense, bro, he's still fighting in other leagues, as yeah. he would say. We don't, we don't care about that. We want to we want to talk shit about you when you're on seven in the league. Yeah, he, but he is though. He, I think he's seven and zero in a, the same league. I'm seven and zero in, so no. Anyway, let's get into some of the news and notes since the last time we potted hot and ready. Deontay Johnson, we know he had the big game um, on Sunday. He is out of practice with a toe injury. Dalvin Cook is expected to be active on Sunday. Um, he's had about two weeks off now. They had a bye week last week. Uh, Antonio Brown is going to be ready for week nine, so he's uh, probably be practicing this week. Uh, won't play. Chris Carson is a game-time decision. Um, I would go out there. And, uh, I think Carlos Hyde is also kind of hurt too, right? The whole All the running backs is hurt except – uh, DJ um, a, a, a deep, deep, deep sleeper in DJ Dallas, yeah. Yes, sir. Um, Jameson Crowder did not practice today. Michael Thomas also did not practice, along with uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Marquez Callaway. So, um, I don't know what we're going to do about Michael Thomas, man. Y'all giving up on him yet? Nah, never, bro. Nah, I'm, 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 I'm not. disappointed in him. But- I mean, it depends where you're at. So, like, in redraft. If you're like five and two, six and one, even four and three, like I think, you know, he's a hold because I think when he does come back that he's gonna, you know, be the same on Michael Thomas, bro. Like so, um, but if you're not you know, if you're below five hundred and you need a win, then I would be perfectly fine with selling him. 
Joe Mixon and Mark Ingram both didn't practice today. Today is Wednesday, in case you didn't know. Uh, Randall Cobb has been called about. He could be on the trading block. 49ers have uh, taken Tevin Coleman off of the IR list. Oh, let's see. And Allen Robinson is in concussion protocol, but they don't play till Monday night. So I think they might play. He might be able to play. Uh, y'all got any other news? Uh, that's, still, that's, also, that's still uh, tricky with Allen Robinson, man, because – you know, if you ain't got no, if you don't have any uh, alternatives yeah. or somebody you could pivot to, man, you got to play real close attention to these uh, practice reports, especially the Friday one. Yeah, or Saturday because they're playing on Monday night, so they they don't play Saturday, or practice Saturday. Uh, Miles Sanders day to day. Hopefully, he comes out and plays Sunday. If not, Boston Scott is still in the lineup. A lot of voted to go with a great matchup at that, bro. And uh, Dallas Dallas Goddard is back at practice today. Um, I saw a video on Twitter with him running routes and catching balls, so that's good news for the Eagles. He is going to beast when he comes oh, back, bro. You saw Richard Rodgers la- last week, bro? Like, yeah. And Zach Ertz was getting the targets, too, like every single game, so he just literally wasn't doing shit. So the fact that Richard Rodgers was beasting when he got his opportunity, I think Dallas Goddard is going to beast when he comes back. Indeedy. Oh, the Browns, uh, I don't know we haven't mentioned it. Uh, OBJ is out for the year with a torn ACL. Sad, oh. man. So sad. Yeah, he might have played his uh, last game in the Cleveland jersey. Yeah, man. A lot of news came out about Christian McCaffrey, too, um, also um, being taken off of the IR list, but he, I think he's getting held out of practice. I don't know if he's going to play. They play Thursday night, so I think he might be a long shot for Thursday. He might play the next Sunday game, though. Yep. That's what I think. Um, you got any other news? Did you mention uh, Jalen Rager coming off of IR? No, I didn't. Well, they, I don't think they – Brought him off of IR yet, but he's practicing now. So okay. that's somebody else to keep in mind because they need weapons out there. So everybody, hopefully, you think this eats in the Travis Fulgham or you think he stays the same? No, I think they're both going to eat. I mean, if you, you see Greg Ward getting targets, High Towers out there getting targets. Like Deshaun Jackson was getting targets when he was out there, and that still didn't stop Travis Fulgham from getting his. So I think with as much as they're going to have to pass, they uh, it's room for both of them to eat. I like it. Um, without further ado, man, let's get into Thrive Fantasy, the, a daily sports player prop betting app. Uh, they've eliminated countless hours of research. Uh, all you, all they do is give you all the top tier players, you know, say they give you uh, the over under lines for, let's say, Patrick Mahomes or whoever, whoever might be in the lineup. So all you have to do is pick whether you think they're going to go over or under whatever the set line is. Not only do they do football, but they do baseball. Well, baseball is now over. So golf, golf is going on and esports. Um, make sure you use promo code FIS50 and sign up today. Get an instant $20 bonus of $20 deposit or more. Download Thrive Fantasy app and visit thrivefantasy.com. Sign up today. Gunshots for Thrive. Bow, 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 bow. Y'all ready to get into it? Let's do it. All right, first game, Atlanta at the Carolina Panthers, a Thursday night football game. You got the over-under, Carlos? Yes, and I just want to say we're getting the heartbreak out the way early this week, so that's good. Um, Atlanta is on national TV, so the whole world can see us suffer. Um, Atlanta is two-and-a-half-point underdogs, and it's a 49-point over-under. What was that um that thing that picture that you sent to the group chat? They have a line out in Vegas. That shit was so funny. So it's a line out that says that the Falcons will have a fourth quarter lead and still lose the game. And and it's heavy, heavy odds too. So if you, you know, bet like 
twenty dollars, bro, and that, and that happens, bro. You you walk away with a nice little little bit of cash, bro. So I was knowing my Falcons, bro. I was really thinking about doing that. So why didn't you do <laughs> it? Uh, I haven't been on any of the betting sites yet, so I haven't started, you know, putting them in. Yo, let me know because I'm putting know. my money on. That's <laughs> yes. so bad, bro. $60 on it and then split the pot. Uh, yeah, let's do it, that. bro. That's easy um, money. But yeah, go ahead with the over-under. Uh, 49. Yeah, 49. Yeah, I said it. That's pretty low. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm actually surprised by that. Yeah, uh, maybe because it's a Thursday night game. Uh, Matt Ryan, a six-point disaster the last time they played, uh, but he's thrown at least 40 times since then. Panthers are giving up 227 yards through the air. Um, I don't know which Matt Ryan you're going to get, so I got Matt Ryan still as a low-end QB1. I think you can play him unless – I don't really think if you got Matt Ryan, you got too many better options out there, you know what I'm saying, just on your team that you – or there might be somebody on the waiver wire, but I don't know – who you're willing to drop for a quarterback if you already have Matt Ryan. It's a top three matchup according to PFF. Um, I say you roll him out there. What you say, Antonio? Uh, what's the history of Matt Ryan playing on a road on like a natural surface? It's really not good. And Carolina is actually top 10 in, in passing defense. So they're actually pretty good against the pass. So, I mean, if you got a better option, stroll him out there. I mean, stroll that, that option out there. But, like, Joe Burrow or Matt Ryan? Ooh, who, no, who's Burrow's playing Snapchat? against Indianapolis? No, 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 no. They already played them. They already played them. They're playing against Tennessee. Playing against Tennessee. Oh, I like so yeah, got Joe Burrow there. Yeah, I got Joe Burrow. Yeah, they're gonna have to throw the ball, man. All right, uh, that goes that. Todd Gurley, um, a top ten running back in half PPR, number eight running back in full PPR leagues. Skin in the league in red carries. To Derek King Henry, uh, 37 to 34. Uh, he's seeing an uptick in snap percentages um, with uh, less Edo Smith on the field. He saw 71% of the snaps on Sunday. Um, the Panthers are giving up 124 yards on the ground. You got to roll Ty Gurley out there. Yep. Did you uh, mention his uh, – they're, they're evolving him in the passing game more. So that's uh, great news for him, bro. Yep. We had that a whole, was like one of my yeah. That was like that was my whole point of the argument is that he's not being involved in the passing game, but he's playing. He is involved in it now, and they're playing against a great you know team you know to play your running backs against you know in the Carolina Panthers. So definitely firing him up. Julio and Calvin really, of course, they're both um, top twelve plays. You're gonna roll them out there. Hayden Hurst has seen at least six targets and fifty yards and three out of the last four games. In the game that he didn't get uh, those six targets, he caught a touchdown. Uh, he'll be going up against Shaq Thomas, who has had 238 routes ran against him. And he's given up an 81% catch rate with those routes ran against him. Ran against him, so I think he can roll Hayden Hurst out there also. I agree. Uh-huh. On the other side of the ball, Teddy Two Glove Bridgewater. Um, he's looking at. So I went into the stats and just I wanted to see how good or how bad Teddy was playing. So out of four out of seven games, he's posted at least 19 uh, points in fantasy leagues. The team had, that he didn't post at least 19 points against, it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Chargers, and the Bears, which I, pretty, I think everybody will agree is all pretty uh, great pass defenses. So he seemed to show up when he's against inferior defenses. Uh, he showed up last time they played the Falcons. He was a top 10 play. I think you can roll him out there again as a top 10 play against those sorry Falcons. Uh, I, can't. I think I like Teddy Two Gloves. Nah. You like Teddy Two Gloves over Matt Ryan? 
Uh, I Ooh. probably wouldn't. I probably would go Matt Ryan just because Julio's playing. Yeah, facts. Remember, Julio didn't play that last game that we played the Panthers. And, you know, the splits when Julio's in and out of the lineup just helps everybody on the Falcons. So. Very true. Uh, Mike Davis had a monster game last time they played. I think this would probably be the last time we see like a full Mike Davis workload. So if you got Mike Davis, it's probably your last week to be able to roll him out there with confidence. Um, he got 10 targets last game. I don't see why he won't have it again. He had a bad week last week, but everybody bounced back against the Falcons. Um, yeah, he's, he can, he's been kind of, oh yeah, yeah. You just mentioned it. Like he yeah, has, I, does look like he's been slowing down lately, man. I guess he just everybody ain't built for that. I think that it was just one game. CMC, just one game. CMC really. volume. Two games. I mean, what was compared to what he been, what he's been doing. Uh, let me look that up. I think he was like under double digits both both games. Uh yeah, he had ten points against the Bears. Well, that was a pretty rough defense, and another and eight points against uh the Saints. Another pretty top rush defense. So I mean yeah. the Falcons, but like we mentioned on the last episode, um, I don't know if you heard it. The Falcons are pretty good against the run, um, so I wouldn't be surprised. But but I, I've seen Mike Davis do it already this year. But I wouldn't be surprised if you know what I'm saying he doesn't have a, a big explosive game like he did last week. Because um, the only reason that he did have that game because he did get those ten targets. Like they stopped him on the ground, but the ten targets is what uh, propelled propelled him to that. Um, that did not stop him on the ground. Well, how many yards? Uh, he had? Eighty nine, bro. Sixteen carries for eighty nine. Five point six a carry. Yeah. Uh, He's going to get a rushing touchdown this game, too, bro. I put money on that shit. Yeah, he's definitely a start. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we can, they're, they're good against the run, like, but he's evolved in the passing game, too. So, he's – yeah, he got to start him against Atlanta. Bro, Robbie, speaking of their passing game, yeah. Y'all about to say, go ahead, get into that passing game, Gabe. Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, uh, wide receiver 1A and 1B out there. Robbie Anderson only has eight more targets, 60 to 52. Um, but A.J. Terrell, like Julio, wasn't out there the first game. He was uh, out due to COVID, but – uh, he has been, you know what I'm saying, pretty okay. So somebody could get slowed down out there, but you're still rolling them both out there. Um, a sneaky play, if you're looking for a sneaky play, I, I got here that Curtis Samuel has seen six targets last week, and he will see a lot of Isaiah Oliver in the slot. And um, Isaiah Oliver always gives up a big day to whoever. And uh, we've seen um, the Panthers trying to use uh, Curtis Samuel in different ways. They gave him a rushing touchdown last week, so – if you just need somebody with some upside out there, you're looking for us to play. Um, I think Curtis Samuel is a wide receiver forward with it. Yeah, just a quick note, man, to back that up. The Falcons have allowed the fourth highest yards per target at 9.3 to players targeted from the slot, and that's primarily your boy Isaiah Oliver. So uh, he's pretty bad. That's juice. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Gross. He's allowed the most yards in coverage this season, bro, which, like, uh, he's. I'm sure he probably did that last year too, but, you know. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about that. <laughs> this is a second round pick, right? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's not he's definitely not a first round pick. He's not I think he's a second round pick, bro. I'm pretty sure. He should have been a it's kinda pick. kinda hard to tell with us though, man. A lot of our second or our first round picks look like second and third round picks. So I'm Mr. Mitro. Dan Quinn. Exactly. Um, y'all got anything else from that game? Um, did you mention Russell Gage? I did not. I did not. I think you I wouldn't missed. be. I wouldn't be opposed to him. Um, he has averaged eight half PPR points in the last two weeks since Julio came back. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you're you know struggling with bye weeks or injuries, I mean, he, and he gets a good matchup against Jeremy Chin, who was graded out as a forty nine. So I just I didn't like it because it's the Thursday game. I don't want to be like you know what I'm saying tied down because he. Oh yeah, yeah. He got definitely don't force him. He got injured in the last game, and then we were scared, and he just happened to come back in the second half. I mean, he did end up finishing with a big day, but you just don't – I don't know. 
he's been he's been he's been letting you down more than he's been like making you happy i would say well on to the next game um we got pittsburgh at baltimore that's gonna be a good game the over that's gonna be a great one so we got the pittsburgh coming in as three and a half point underdogs and it's a 46 and a half point over under so not gonna be well not expected to be a high scoring you know these are two great defenses so um might be a little hard to find the offense. But as far as my starts, um, first I'm going to go with Marquise Brown. Uh, last three games, he's averaged eight targets, and he gets Joe Hayden, who is graded out as a 55. Um, Pittsburgh is allowing the eighth most points to receivers. So they're, they're almost a funnel defense. You know, they're great against the run. Like, they have shut down some really good running backs this year. But um, as far as passing on them, I believe that can be done. Um, so I'm viewing him as a solid wide receiver, too. Um, and, of course, he has that weekly winning upside. So, um, definitely want to start him. Deontay Johnson, if he does play, um, I think he's approached that must-start territory now, man. Um, in the three full games that he's played, he's averaging 13 targets a game. Um, he is going to get a matchup downgrade this week because he's going to be seeing mostly Jimmy Smith. But with that amount of targets, man, I don't think you could bench a guy like that. Yeah. Um, Juju. I'm also starting him. He's coming off a week where he saw a season high in targets and catches. So, um, you know, a lot of people are struggling with that because where does Claypool fit in? Um, Claypool is still startable also. He ran um, – oh. he was playing around the same uh, snaps as him. He just didn't get the target. So, I believe that – and also Claypool has the easiest matchup out of all three of them. So, I don't see Big Ben forcing, you know, forcing it to Juju or Deontay if they're just getting shut down. So, I think um, – Claypool is a wide receiver three this week. I was scared. Of, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm scared of Claypool. For Ben to throw the ball 49 times and he only get one target, like, that's drastic. Yeah, but he was getting shadowed by Malcolm Butler, too. So, uh, he, I think the one catch that he did get wasn't in his coverage. So, like, like that's what I was saying. Like, if he's, he's not going to go – yeah, he's not going to go to the guy. If it's a tough matchup, he's not getting open. I don't think Big Ben is going to force it. They have too many options out there. So with him having the best matchup this week, I could see him, um, you know, having a bounce back game. But yeah. I'm still playing him as a wide receiver three. I'm not going to get crazy with it. Yeah, just to, uh, to add on to you, Los, man, just to give a little more facts and speak about the Steelers defense. Like, Steelers defense are known for bringing, like, crazy amounts of pressure. And uh, Lamar Jackson has a 34% target share to uh, Brown when he's under the rest this season, in the 2020 season. Also, hmm. um the Steelers have allowed the fourth highest explosive class play percentage at 27.3 to wide receivers. You know what nice. I'm and they also face the highest average depth of throw at 10.3 among all 32 teams. So, like, the defense is good, but they're susceptible to the pass, especially the deep pass. And uh, like, I like to point, man. Uh, go ahead. What you no, I would just say I think that's because a lot of them like to take chances out there in Baltimore defense because they're bringing so much pressure. pressure right. So they're jumping a lot of routes and so and it can, you know, backfire on them but yeah yeah man like uh like to your point uh i hate to say it but deontay johnson when he is healthy man he does like have a he has 13 targets per game like like exactly what you said that is too much volume to ignore bro like i can't look past that at first i was being ignorant because i'm a chase claypool like you know what i'm saying i got shares of him and um mm. i know he's pretty good and honestly he might be better than juju and speaking of juju bro the Ravens have allowed the ninth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers and zero touchdowns to slot wide receivers. So exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So man. if you could, if you could sell Juju, I wouldn't be opposed to it since he, you know, he still has that name um, value and he's coming off his best game of the year. So you might be able to, you know, capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, yeah, I, if I had to rank them this week, it would probably be Deontay, Claypool, and then Juju, just because I think Claypool has the best matchup. But like you, like you said, a lot of people are like that man. Claypool has that that it factor, you know what I mean? Like that superstar factor where he's just breaking these long plays. So a lot of people were enamored by that. But you got to follow the volume, man. And Deontay is the number one when he's healthy. Yeah, facts. That's a nice one um, too much they got. Yeah, definitely. Um, Baltimore running back. So, you know, Mark Ingram is missing practice. So, if he sits out, I know this is a tough matchup. They're allowing the third fewest points to running backs, but I think they'll get enough volume to be, like, low-end RB2s this week, both um, Dobbins and Gus. I will rank Dobbins higher because I think he'll be used more in the passing game. But I'm fine rolling both of them out there with, you know, with the state of the running back right now. Like, you have, like, like we were mentioning off-air with Antonio. Like, he has so many running backs on by. Like, the matchup sucks. But if they're going to get a lot of volume, I'm fine starting them as low-end RB2s. Big Ben, I also have him as a start. I know his ceiling um, will be capped this week because this is a brutal rivalry game. This is probably one of the the most popular rivalries in the league. Um, but I think his floor should be safe. Uh, Baltimore is allowing the 13th most points to quarterbacks. I got, so I'm fine I, rolling I Big Ben out there. I think it's better matchups out there. Than Big Ben. Yeah, you can you, you don't have to force him, but like if yeah. you're definitely in the uh, super flex league, you can start him. Um and yeah, like it just depends. So let's name some options then maybe. Uh Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, I'll, I'll start Joe Burrow over him. Uh Matt Ryan. I would start I'll start Big Ben over him. Big Ben over Matt Ryan? Yeah, just because it's floor is safe, man. You know, Matt Ryan can get you 29 points, but he can also get you six. So, I don't Ten- think Big Ben is, is ever going to do that. Who? who? Tannehill. Tannehill, Tannehill. Tannehill playing the Bengals. I like that. Mm-hmm. Big Ben. Yeah, so that's about the line. Like, what is that? So, like, low-end QB1? Yeah. Maybe 13, fringe QB1? 14, like, 13, 14, maybe? 14, probably why I haven't met this week. Hey, yo, would y'all start Curtis Samuel over Juju Smith-Schuster? No. I would not. Y'all would? Really? Mm-mm. Nah, yeah, man. I, yeah, especially yeah, especially with it being Thursday. I don't think that's – that's. yeah, I think I'm still oh, going to go with Juju over that. Bro, yeah. hey, the Carolina Because I think Curtis Samuel is more like a wide receiver four, I would say. Yeah, with some upside, maybe. He has upside, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm still viewing Juju as a wide receiver three. Yeah. I feel you, but hear me out, though, bro. The Carolina Panthers just released Seth Roberts, who was in the slot, bro. He's finna, hey, he, he's finna get a bump in targets, bro. Yeah, I mean, I it can it, hey, it happen. I'm just, you know, process over results for me. Yeah, true. Just, but true. Hey, if, if well, so the owners of Curtis Samuel out there, if you got him and you need him, throw him out there. Yeah. You never know. Um, of course, I didn't good. mention, um, I didn't mention, James Conner, he's a definitely an auto start. Lamar Jackson's an auto start. The only sit I would go with is Eric Ebron. He did yeah. see eight targets last week, which is a season high, but um, tight end is where you want to attack the Titans. So this week he's getting a defense that's only allowing five points a game, so I'm going to go ahead and sit him and look elsewhere if you're streaming. You got the same thing. Uh, the New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills over under. Got New England as three-and-a-half-point underdogs, and it's a 43-point over-under. Uh, Cam Newton, uh, he's been stinking it up. He even got benched uh, last week. He's going up against a stingy piss, uh, Buffalo defense. Uh, Buffalo is also top 15, <clears throat> top 15 in takeaway. Um, his legs always are going to save him. Buffalo's giving up 126 yards per game on the ground. I got him as a sit, man. I, I will look uh, elsewhere. 
Man, honestly, gonna... honestly, man, it's it's kind of hard to start anyone from the Patriots right now, bro. Yeah, I also, that's pretty much what I got right now on my list. I don't really yeah. have no Patriots that starts. Yeah, like, man, I I'm, I support Cam Newton, bro. And, like, at week one, like, it looked great, bro. He had got 15 rushes that game. It looked like vintage Cam Newton, bro. But ever since week three, bro, he's had a passer rating of 48.4. I mean, 48.8, man. Why aren't they rushing him no more though? That's what's what's weird about it, man. Like they were uh-huh. using that guy like an actual running back. It seemed like with the carries he was getting. Yeah, and maybe I, maybe it was because they wanted to save him for later in the year. But I don't think you could do that no more. So yeah, they suck. I don't know, man. Josh McDaniels is a great offensive mind. Like I agree, if one QB leaves, I'm he's a sit for me. But I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't drop him yet. No, I'm not dropping him. But I'm definitely not putting him out there this way. I'm no no Patriots. If I'm not starting Cam, no Patriots starting. I mean James yeah. White. Not, even James White, man. He only man. got like one target last week. Like, yeah, that was, shit was yeah. just weird last week, man. That was really bad. Cam is going to be the defense for them to be able to bounce back on. Yeah, Cam yeah. has thrown the ball like less than 30 times. Well, he's only thrown the ball over 30 times once, man. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy, bro. On the other side of the ball, the great white hope is going up against the Patriots defense. They're still the Patriots defense. They're number four in takeaways, only giving up 228 yards through the air. Um, his his legs saved them, then that's always going to give him a ceiling. But I also have Josh Allen as a sit. How you feel about that, Tony? Uh, you going to sit Josh Allen? I would think I yeah I was I have a, a one QB league well I wouldn't sit him but I have options so I have one QB league I actually have a Josh Allen and Carson Wentz and I think I'm gonna go with Carson Wentz over Josh Allen this week. He's starting to look like 2019 Josh Allen. Yeah, you know, yeah, but this you know is I mean? a re- this is a regressing Patriots defense though. too though, man. You know what I'm saying? So the it's Patriots like, defense, the matchup is what is what's making me go Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is uh, I think he's going against the Dallas right. Oh yeah, that's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's. Easy. I mean, the, the thing with me though is like, um, the the Patriots defense is good, but I don't think they're as scary as they were last year. So I'm not going to really be too scared off with the matchup with them, especially when you have somebody that runs as much as Josh Allen. So I also um, have a, another stat here that Josh Allen has only scored over the over 15 points against the Patriots one time in his career. So the uh, yeah. I think Bill Belichick has a scheme for him. It's it's almost like the scheme that he has against those tight ends. He, the tight ends don't do good against um the Patriots, and neither does Josh Allen. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm starting Josh Allen though, bro. I probably yeah. would start Carson Wentz over him if I had the two options. But I mean, it's it's not too many options, you know, that you're gonna be able to find if you have Josh Allen to start yeah. over him. So I mean, if you got to roll him out there, you got to roll him out there. I'm just saying. Yeah. You can pivot, pivot. I would pivot. And, and you know, and last year, too, I mean, before this year, like, Josh Allen wasn't passing it up. Now that we actually seen him, like, be able to, like, you know, how, but how big a, of a great game. passer, like, I think, you know, if they're just trying to stop him from running and they're forcing him to pass with Stephon Diggs out there now, too. Stephon Diggs still be beat him that by way. Stephon Gilmore, man. I think Stephon- you got John Brown. I mean, he's, you, you got options out there in Buffalo. Yeah. Yo, hey, how did he throw the ball 43 times and not get a touchdown? Yeah, he's he's been looking – he's regressed a lot the last two weeks. That's why I yeah. said, like, if you have an option like Carson Wentz who's going up against a cake defense, then yeah, but you don't go out there and sign somebody off of waiver wires that's, you know. No. Yeah, don't don't force, I wouldn't force him out of my lineup. I'm not forcing yeah. him out my lineup. Don't go get Danucci and throw him out there, bro. No. Uh, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Uh, through three games in a row, Devin Singletary has failed to get over 10 fantasy points. Uh, Zach Moss is coming on more and more, seven carries for 47 yards, um, and he's getting, getting involved in a passing game. Which running back you like the most, Tony? 
I'd say Zach Moss, man. He should see at least 40% of the snaps, especially including the red zone. Uh, like you said, man, Devin Singletary hasn't really lived up to the billing, man. The last four games, he only has one rushing touchdown. You know, so, I mean. And that was when Zach Moss was out. Exactly. So, Zach Moss is back, baby. I like Zach Moss. Uh, say, can I say either, neither? <laughs> I would, but like you said, we're talking about just like how the running back landscape is right now. I got Zach Moss as a running back four. He could probably finish in that running back three. Uh, if, he, if you have to start one of them, then I would pick Moss too. But they're just going to keep cannibalizing each other's value as long as both of them are healthy. And Josh Allen too, bro. So it's not really helping. But, bro, if you're like me and you're facing a Bazilla, bro, you got to throw somebody out there. Uh, yeah. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do to survive, dog. Um, on the. Uh, any other Buffalo wide receivers would you want to start? Uh, did we say uh, what's my what's my man? John uh, Brown, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. He's actually been sneaky sneaky good this year. Well, he does this every year pretty much. He's just yeah. that name <laughs> that nobody really wants to start. But yeah. you know, if you need a high floor option, then Cole Beasley. You know, he's you could do worse than that. Bruh, he has at least at least four targets in every game. The lowest was four, but he's averaged at least about seven to six targets. Last game, he got twelve targets, and he caught eleven mm-hmm. of them. For one twelve, bro. That's good. Yeah, against it's against, <laughs> it's against the Jets, but you know he scored double digit points in two games. He got twelve against Kansas City. The ball's so, gonna yeah. have to go somewhere against the Patriots, and I don't think uh, Stephon Diggs is in for a big game. So Kobe's it could be like you said a sneaky floor. Um, Dude, he was on this. He he played eighty two percent of the snaps. I like it. Uh, the next game we got the Tennessee Titans at the Cincinnati Bengals. The over under from Los. Got Tennessee coming in as six-point favorites over under a 54.5. So this should be a good one. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, um, the Bengals are pretty bad in uh, de- on defense. Uh, they're giving up 261 yards uh, through the air. I got Ryan Tannehill as a, a locked and loaded start. Of course, you're starting Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, um, at least seven targets since he's been back. Locked and loaded start. Corey Davis. Argus, how you feel about Corey Davis? Yo, he's quietly been pretty solid this year. Um, he's only scored less than double-digit half PPR points once, averaging seven targets a game, and he does get a, a matchup upgrade against LaShawn Sims, who is allowing the fourth most yards per route cover this year. So if you're facing by Apocalypse, wide receiver three flex play. Yeah, I got him as wide receiver three. Also, Jonu Smith, big Jonu, as I like to call him, uh, disappointed last week, only four targets. Um, great matchup against Von Bell this week. Uh, the Bengals gave up 76 yards, three touchdowns to the tight end position last week. I got Jonu for a bounce back. Yep. Uh, Agreed. Other side of the ball, big play, Burrow. Um, only two of his seven games has he not thrown for over 300 yards. Um Second in end zone passing with only nine touchdowns. Um, I'll wait for the mean to regress. He, um, eventually, those uh, those end zone passes are going to turn into touchdowns. You know what I mean? If he keeps mm. throwing it down there. Uh, Titans are bottom 10 in passing defense, giving up at least 272 yards a game. So I feel like a big uh, big game from Joe Burrow. Like I said, I would start Joe Burrow over Matt Ryan. It already came last week, though. Like I remember He scored 35 points last week. So the ball game happened, bro, and he, he's still performing five points less than his expected production. Remember, that's mm-hmm. something that I've been mentioning. Like, he's, like, been leading the league in expected fantasy production, but he was, like, 16th or something in actual fantasy production. So mm-hmm. it's starting to regress to the mean already. So And then with this week, game scripts are working his favor again with them being six-point underdogs. And like you said, Tennessee allowing 10th most points to quarterbacks. So 
Fire him up, bro. Exactly, man. Joe Burrow has thrown the ball at least 30 times in every single game this season, bro. At least that's, 30 times. That's just the recipe. I don't know why it took so long for this to click for me, bro, but that's just the recipe. Sorry, defense. Exactly. And, you know what I mean? Like, and, and uh, you know, a team that's going to be trailing a lot. If you have an uh, offense that's – well, they're good. They have a good offense, but they're always going to be trailing. You know, yeah. Then they have the uh, very bad defense. So, yeah. they're going to have to run the, or throw the ball a lot. Yeah, speaking of defense, even though it's not Cincinnati, speaking of the Tennessee Titans defense, the defense is just one – of just four in the NFL to allow successful plays over 50% of the defensive snaps, man. Jesus, wow. Exactly. But you, you got to uh, factor in the loss of Adoree Jackson, you know. So He's still he, going to be out Sunday, too. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, man. So, expect those successful plays to keep on rolling for good old Joe Burrow. Boy, that boy's going to yeah. sling it. Sling it, Joe. Joe makes Yo. like, <laughs> he be in that's like episode three in a row. He's been out here with the yeah. he be laughing to be doing that show perfectly. <laughs> y'all like the, the slang it joke, bro. Joe be slanging oh, that man. thing, he, bro. He said he was gonna suck it, suck it something last episode. <laughs> bro, who said that? That's what you said, bro. Go back and listen to it, bro. You said, Hey, something. man, anyway, go on, slang that thing, though. <laughs> hey, We're talking about um, the football. <laughs> Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon, or uh, Gio Bernard. I got them both as whoever is the starter. You can start. Um, of course, stay tuned to the injury news. Hopefully, we have more news um, by the next time we pod. Uh, Tyler Boyd. A lot of people have been sleeping on him because of um, the the uh, Tyler, T Higgins. Yeah, the T Higgins. I, I, don't, I don't know why I can't get his name out. The T Higgins you. and AJ. Um, you know, and the lack of AJ Green talk, but. Tyler Boyd is still doing Tyler Boyd things, man. He got 13 targets last week. How you feel about Tyler Boyd, Lowe's? He's an auto-star for me, man. I feel like he's, you know, his his ceiling he doesn't really have, like, he he will have ceiling at games. Like, like yes, like last week, I think that's what his ceiling was. 100 yards and a touchdown pretty much because yeah. he's the slot. So, he, he's not going to get targeted down the field a lot with A.J. Green and Higgins. But he's going to have the highest four all year, I feel like, between the three. So, definitely he's an auto-star for me. Um, he just missing that touchdown deodorant. Exactly. And he got one last last week. That's yeah. why he went bonkers. You know what I'm saying? And, um, all year, though. And he got a hundo, too, last last week. So, a hundo with a teddy. That's just what he is. Like, he's not going to be targeted in the end zone a lot. He's never going to lead his team in end zone targets. And he's never going to lead his team in ADOT. But, you know, he will be up there in targets. And, you know, he's one of the most consistent. Like, he's, he's dependable. So, hey, bro. Hey, look at it like this, y'all. Just look at it like this. Start every single pass catcher in the wide receiver group for the uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. And if you in cash games, you might want to throw AJ Green in the mix too. That, I mean, that, if we just being real, and he's I mean he's honestly back in the just the yeah. seasonal long. He's a he's back in the start category for me, man. Um, last not only for based on volume. Because remember in the beginning of the year he was getting the volume, but he wasn't really producing. He's yeah. actually been producing the last couple weeks. Um, he's averaging. 12 targets over the last two, eight catches and 89 yards. I mean, then he also gets a uh, Malcolm Butler, who is graded out as a 54. I know he shut down Claypool, but that's a rookie. I think A.J. Green is a little more experienced, so I think he can still beat him, and he's allowing the 12th most yards per route cover. So I think he's a solid wide receiver. Wide receiver, too. Hey, bro. 12 targets. Listen to this. Listen to his remaining schedule. It's Tennessee, then a bye week, which is good. Then he has Pittsburgh, Washington, the Giants – uh, Miami, Dallas, Pittsburgh, and then Houston to finish it off. So yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to like like sending out a couple offers in Dynasty. Like if you're contending and you need a receiver, like you might be able to get him off the whoever you know has him in the Dynasty league. Appreciate it, love. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. And then uh, T Higgins, of course, 
he's been on fire lately, man. Um, I mentioned this to y'all yesterday. He's uh, since week three, he's the wide receiver eight, 14 points per game, which is higher than Boyd and Green. So um, I know we named a lot of receivers, but as much as they're throwing this year, 42 attempts a game, which leads the league, and them being six-point underdogs, I think it's plenty of room for all three wide receivers to eat this week. Hey, hey, AJ over Juju. AJ. AJ. Okay. I also like Drew Sample this week. Um, Like I mentioned, or I don't know if I mentioned, I put it on Twitter. Uh, Eric Ebron had a decent day against the Titans last week, and we saw Darren Fields destroy them. The Titans are giving up a lot of points to the tight end position. We saw Drew Sample uh, get six targets last week, and he played 96% of the snaps. So he's on the field, and um, the Titans are susceptible to the tight end position. So if you're looking for a tight end to play, I feel like you can roll Drew Sample out there also. Cash out. Um, the next game on the docket, we got the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, that is, at the Cleveland Browns, over-under from Los. 53-and-a-half-point over-under. Las Vegas, Las Vegas is two-and-a-half-point underdogs. Two-and-a-half underdogs in Vegas. Derek Carr, um, the Browns are giving up 288 yards per game. Uh, that's third in the NFL. Derek Carr is top 15 in passing. Um, I got Derek Carr as a streamable option this week. Um, he's he's shown that he's um he's not bad, man. Derek Carr's not bad. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I, I don't know why he got such a bad rap, but he's not a bad quarterback because of his brother, brother bro. <laughs> yes. you know, I was just gonna say it, bro. It was his brother, bro. Hey, trash. If your brother played like trash in the league, bro, you are gonna learn a couple things. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you might play like trash number one overall and play like trash. Like the hey no, whoa, like the franchise pick, bro. He started yeah. the Texans, bro. You are, you are the you are the first player drafted <laughs> for this team. <laughs> and it was trash. Hence, that's probably their problem now. But no, hey. J- Josh Jacobs, you can uh you gotta roll him out there if you got him, but I got temper expectations. Brown's only giving up 92 yards per game on the ground. Um, Nelson Aguilar has apparently learned how to catch the ball. Um, he stopped dropping it. He only had two drops this whole year. He's uh, seven red zone targets, catching eight of – I mean, catching six of them for eight – for three touchdowns. I don't know why I want to say eight so bad. Uh, he's second on the team in targets with 20 um, and second on the team in dot with 14. Uh, he will be seeing maybe a lot of Denzel Ward possibly, but Denzel Ward doesn't um, shadow – as he stays on the left side of the field 90% of the time. I think you can roll Nelson Aguilar out there as a wide receiver three with um, a little bit of upside. Is uh is either of the rookies playing? Are they signaling the uh, – nope. well, Ruggs, Ruggs is. Ruggs is. Ruggs, Ruggs is. Ruggs is. Hey, to be, to be honest, bro, I think Nelson Aguilar kind of got that role from Edwards, man, just due to him being on the field and actually producing. Yeah. Producing. Yeah, he but mind you, now. mind you, though, like two out of the three games, bro, when he got double-digit points, he only got – like four targets. One was four targets, one was two targets. You know, he just, Who are you he talking just, about uh, Edwards? Aguilar? No, Aguilar. Uh, Aguilar, 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 you know what I'm saying? He scored a touchdown in the last three games. So that's four out of what, seven? Yeah. He, he, that's, I mean, he's coming on with uh, Derek Carr as of lately. I like him. You can roll him out there. Yeah. Uh, Hunter, Hunter Renfro, um, another one of those Cole Beasley type players, uh, maybe like. <laughs> Um, but he's leading the team. He's leading the team, uh, the wide receivers, that is, in targets. Um, only He only has one touchdown this year. He's catching a lot of the underneath uh, stuff. If you're uh, just looking for a, long, a safe floor at wide receiver, you can roll him out there also. If you're looking for upside, um, Henry Ruggs, who they move around a lot. Um, I got him as a wide receiver for, but he could always have a big play day. You know what I'm saying? You never know what you're going to get out. I think he's like uh, pre-Tyreek Hill type of – type of player right now, you know what I'm saying, before Tyreek Hill 
became a every week play. Hey, to piggyback yeah. off that, I, I got you. Let me slide in real quick. To piggyback off that, the Browns allowed the second most deep ball attempts and the fourth highest yards per attempt at 9.8. So, yeah, they're the worst when it comes to defending the slot, too. So, uh, look at Henry Ruggs to, to – man, yeah. he ranked second in NFL and ADOT at 23.3 tar- – um, 23.3. You know and saying? he's also – you remember he was injured – um, he got injured that first game, so they probably have been just working him back slowly. But last week, he set season highs in um, snap rate, 75%, and route rate with 80% last week. So going against that defense, man, like you know a blow-up game is going to come with that speed. Exactly. So it, very, it could be this week, definitely. Hey, if you see him in the slot, he's probably running deep, all right? I'm just going to say that. Yes, sir. Might catch that on a big one. Darren Waller, um, the number two tight end in full PPR leagues, number three and a half PPR leagues. Of course, you're going to start him. Easy. On the other, other side of the ball, Baker Mayfield went 22 for 28, 297 yards, five touchdowns, only one interception last week. Um, the Raiders' passing defense is worse than the Bengals, who Baker Mayfield did that against. So I got Baker Mayfield as also as a lot to load to start. He's also somebody I probably would start over um, Big Ben, man. I don't know, bro. I need. I, I probably need to see it a little more because even though he did throw five touchdowns, like that was a super high-scoring game, and he yeah. only threw the ball 28 times. So that tells me that he's going to need to be super efficient with his passes in order for him to, like, return that even anywhere close to that volume. Mm-hmm. I just don't see him throwing five touchdowns if he's only going to throw, you know, 28 times a game. So I will see him in one QB leagues, maybe in super flex leagues. I'll start him, but I need to see it again before I trust him in the one QB league. I mean, hey, uh, I'm kind of with Gabe, man. The Vegas, the Las Vegas Raiders have allowed the third most fantasy points to wide receivers, so it could be he could have a big game. But like you said, uh, yeah, he only threw the ball 28 times, man, and it was was a high score in a game, game where they were just going back and forth too, bro. So that's just that was kind of surprising to see. Yeah, they still kind of lean on the run, you know. That's uh, um, I like him. <laughs> 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 Kareem Hunt, um, of course, you're going to start him. Jarvis Landry, um, I don't know, man. I like, I think I like Rashard Higgins more than I like Jarvis Landry. He saw six targets last week. Um, for, first of all, for all the people that think that the Browns are a better football team without OBJ, you're trash. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. I mean, fantasy. I understand wise, the argument, though. I understand maybe, it. Maybe fantasy wise, but like, like real football, like there's no way you could be a better team without OBJ. I, I mean, it just if you just look at Baker, he just looked way more comfortable after OBJ. Like he, it seemed like he didn't have no pressure on him to force OBJ the ball. Well, that sounds like a so, Baker Mayfield issue. Yeah, maybe it is, but I mean, I can see the argument of why people are saying that. I don't agree with it, but I can see it. Uh, like I was saying, Rashad Higgins has six targets last week. He caught all six of them for 110 yards, and he has a favorable matchup this week. I like Rashad Higgins this week. I think right. over Jarvis Landry. Four of those six yeah, catches came up. Four of those six catches were 15 plus yards. How I know you had said a stat about uh, Higgins this week, Lowe's. What did you say about him? No, that was T. Higgins. Oh, that was T. Higgins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Higgins, cuz. Um, also, I got um, watch out for Devin. Is it Devin? Something, something. Donovan People, People Jones. Yeah, there we go. Donovan People Jones. Uh, uh, Michelle Wolverine. I don't. I wouldn't start him this week, but I got him as a just watching see what he does this week. Uh, with OBJ out, just look and see where the targets go. Um, back to uh, back to Higgins real quick. I know you did ask for a stat. I actually do have one. Uh, Mayfield has completed seventy four percent 
of 65 career targets to Higgins for 705 yards, 10.8 yards per target, and seven touchdowns. So he, he really like, they that have guy. that chemistry. Yeah, he has. They have the chemistry already. So definitely like him over Jarvis. Uh, the tight end um, position, Austin Hooper apparently had like middle of the week surgery. It was like wow, epidectomy. Yeah, right when he started to get like get more involved with the offense too. And yeah. now he's uh, opened the door for Harrison Bryant, who had five targets for fifty six yards and two touchdowns last week. Uh, and Joku caught one touchdown. I, I like Harrison Bryant as um, I think you can roll him out there if you're uh, feeling like you need a, a tight end streamer for this week. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, we need to look at like ECR on situations like this just to see like around you know who who he's around mm-hmm. because I wouldn't mind starting him, but it just depends on the options that you have. Yeah, uh, Harrison Bryant or Evan Ingram. Uh, Harrison Bryant, bro. I can't. I can't trust Evan Ingram no more. Damn, that's uh, it's so sad to say, bro. That's not. Yeah, um, it is. You got anything else for that game? I do not. Nah, oh, just one more, one more uh, quick stat. I know Cream Hunt's are you know he's an auto start, but this week is definitely a smash week for him. Um, he is averaging three yards after, or he's third in the league in yards after contact, and Las Vegas is bottom of the league in yards allowed after contact. So, you know, what they, what's the same? Do? Yeah, what's the same when rubber meets tread or some shit? <laughs> AKA, he's about to go to fucking this week. <laughs> Burn <laughs> uh, the next game we got Indianapolis Colts at the Detroit Lions. Um, they just beat the Falcons in 30 seconds. It's ridiculous. What's the over under those? Even when we score, we can't win the game. Did you see the, the new video that, that Matt Ryan was telling Todd Gurley to just get the first down and fall? Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> nah. In the huddle, he was telling Todd Gurley get just get the first down and fall. Damn, bro. Oh, okay. So bad. He scored the first ever losing touchdown. That's so bad, bro. That's the first time I actually seen somebody try to fall but can't, and they <laughs> actually score. Like you know, like I think McCoy did that shit one year. Was it McCoy or uh, who's the other Westbrook? I think it was that did that in Philly. It's been like a couple other running backs. That they, they did it in Auburn, uh, the Auburn versus Alabama uh, national championship game. Or Auburn yeah. versus Oregon. Auburn versus Oregon. Every single time I've seen that happen, they fail before they got the touchdown. Like, of course, the Falcons can't even execute that. So, I'm glad it shows you where we're at. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Um, <laughs> but Indianapolis is two and a half point favorites, and it's a fifty point over under. Oh, uh, Philip Rivers. Um, he had a big game against the Bengals, but everybody does that. The Lions only giving up two hundred and forty eight yards through the air. Um, it's always start, sit Philip Rivers for me, man. Yeah, they, they what were they down by like 21 points against the Bengals? That's the yeah. only reason why he had a good game because they literally needed to pass the ball in order to come back and win that game. But yeah, I agree. He's a sit. Jonathan Taylor, he hasn't seen over 20 touches since week two, man. Uh, Hines is still playing at least 30% of the snaps and it's gotten at least four targets since week two. I know this is your boy, Lowe's. How you feel about Jonathan Taylor? I agree, man. He's been disappointing so far. Um, he's 20th in points per game. So that's not horrible, but we all were expecting the RB1 numbers. Well, I was anyway, after Marlon Mack got injured. So um, definitely disappointing to see, but they did have a buy. So hopefully they can fix whatever is going on. Um, but this week, it would be the perfect way to do that because he's going against Detroit, who's giving up the fourth most points to running back. So definitely still going to start him. Definitely. Uh, any Colts wide receivers you feel like starting? 
I am not happy about starting any of them, especially uh, T.Y. Hilton. Um, he just had, I mean, he could get back on track. He's going against Jeffrey Okuda, who's ranked out as a 39, but he just hasn't been producing how he, you know, won. Like, Phillip Rivers had his <laughs> best game of the year, probably, but he only had one target, I believe, in that game. So um, he's just not producing. He's just, you know, I wouldn't trust him more than anything but like a low-end flex play. Um, so uh, I would prefer to wait and see how he looks coming out of Dubai. And also I would say just keep an eye out for Marcus Johnson in deep dynasty leagues. He did uh, see eight targets last week for five catches, 108, 108 yards. So he's the wide receiver two out there until Pittman comes back. Trey Burton is the only other person I would think about starting for the Colts. Um, since he's returned, he's got at least five targets each game and scored a touchdown last week. Uh, we saw last week Hayden Hurd had the seven-target um, game for 68 yards. He missed the touchdown by uh, uh, fingertips. I think you can stream Trey Burton this week. I don't like it. You don't like um, it? I do think he's the guy to, to tight end to own out there. Uh, and he definitely could save you with a touchdown, but I'm looking elsewhere this week. Not only is he splitting snaps with Doyle and Ali Cox, but Detroit's only allowing 4.7 points to tight end so far this year. If if, either, if, uh, if Hayden Hurst would have scored that touchdown, Hayden Hurst has been coming on as of late, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the other side of the ball, Matthew Stafford, he had an okay game against the Falcons. Um, that, that last play touchdown saved his game. Um, yeah, saved – the week for Matt Stafford from being like a horrible week. Um, he's going up against the number two pass uh, defense in yards this week, however, in the Colts. That's really what's saving him. The Colts have a really good defense. Um, so I got Matthew Stafford as a sit this week. Um, Backs. Lions running backs last week. Swift again led the league in snaps. Um, not the league in snaps, but led the, the team in snaps at running back. Um, he did score a touchdown and five targets in a game where – we mentioned against the Falcons, they're pretty stingy on the ground. Um, the Colts are no better against the um, running backs on the ground. They're giving up the third fewest yards per game with 88. Really, all of them. Um, if you got to start Swift, start but he's nothing but like an RB3 for me this week. I uh, just want to uh, touch on the, uh, the, the Colts' passing defense. I mean, I know they've been hyped up this season, and they have played pretty well. But if you really look at their opponents, they haven't been like juggernaut offenses either since Kenny Galladay's return since uh was that what was that week three the Lions have had the best passing attack in the league like hands down the um Detroit's expected points added per pass play mark of 0.35 over its past four games is the highest than every other team in NFL so like with with Galladay and Matt Stafford Hellman that are at the head of that passing attack in Detroit like it's going to be a better offense. And then we seen Marvin Jones come on against the sorry Falcons, too. Like, players are going to get their jump start. If they're having a slump, just play the Falcons, bro, and we're going to get you back right, bro. You know what I'm saying? You're going to come down to the A, especially if you come to Atlanta. You're going to come down to the A. You're probably going to go to the Sugar Factory or something. You're going to see all these beautiful women on Peachtree. You're like, oh, man, yo, I'm a baller, bro. I need to ball, bro. You know what I'm saying? That boy's at the Sugar Factory. <laughs> the Sugar Factory. Hey, bro, you got to go to it, bro. It's across the street from Cafe Intermezzo. Look, it's a hey, shameless plug, Sugar Factory. Just, you know what I'm saying? Rock with me, man. I, I got you covered. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, man, like Marvin Jones put up, what, uh, catching five passes for 80 yards on six targets. And then also – Marvin Jones this week. Exactly, man. And uh, speaking of the Colts defense, bro, over the past four weeks, 
they have allowed the 10th most fantasy points to the wide receiver position. And Jones has the matchup advantage going against Rocky Sin. So I know it took me a long time to get that out, but hey, yo, man, hey, play the, uh, don't be afraid to play Matt Stafford. You know, hey, what other option? Who who would you play him over? Who would you play over Matt Stafford? I don't like Matt Stafford. A lot of people. Yeah, I'm sitting Matt Stafford this week. Just like based, like he literally needed a last second drive last week to even have a decent game against one of the worst defenses in the league against quarterbacks. And now he's going against one of the best defenses against quarterbacks. I'm going to go ahead and sit him, bro. I've actually been thinking, so who would y'all, would y'all start him or Baker Mayfield? That's a tough one. Baker. That's a, that's a tough one, bro. I'm going with Matt Stafford, man. And Kenny Gallagher, uh, bro. I don't know. That's I'm literally facing that decision, so I, I don't Baker know. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll let y'all know. <laughs> let y'all know whatever I decide and how it goes. Uh, of course, you started Kenny G. Uh, y'all started Marvin Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what he he just <laughs> that whole, said, I, oh, that whole yeah Marvin Jones. He said, uh, well. I, I'm I'm viewing him as a, a wide receiver three this week. He is coming off a season high in catches and yards last week, and like he said, he met, he's going against Rocky Sin, which is a very cool name by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's graded out as a 51 according to PFF, so I wouldn't be opposed to him starting him as a wide receiver three. TJ Hawkinson has caught a touchdown in three straight games, um, at least four targets in each game. Um, second in red zone targets only to Mark Andrews, tied for first in end zone targets. He's the currently the number eight tight end in, in half PPR leagues. I got him as a lot to start. Yep. Uh, the next game, we got the Vikings at the Packers. Uh, over under? We got Minnesota as – Six and a half point underdogs and fifty four point over under. Another shootout. I I don't trust Kirk Cousins, man. I don't. I know it's probably going to be he's going to have to throw the ball a lot, but I, I don't trust Kirk Cousins, man. So I got him as a sit for me. They're better options. He's too volatile, man. Um, he did put up twenty two point eight in week one against Green Bay, so he can't give you a decent game. But he also has games in there, two games with fifteen and one with one point five. So you just. It's kind of like a Matt Ryan, bro. That's I've been yeah. seeing that comparison come up a lot, bro. And, you know, it kind of makes sense, especially in, in terms of fantasy. Like, they have a, a high ceiling, but they also have a low floor. So, I'm looking elsewhere. Uh, Dalvin Cook, hopefully he's back out there. Of course, if he's out there, start him. If uh, not, Alexander, Alexander Madison. Um, I know we failed for the trap game last week, uh, last time we played. But, I mean, if, if he's out there, you got to play him. Yeah. Um, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, I got his both uh, start, but temper your expectations because I do believe that uh, Green Bay defense is pretty good. Uh, uh, we mentioned they had Jair Alexander out there, so he'll be covering one of them. Um, He's expected to shadow Thielen, so definitely you want to downgrade Thielen a little bit, but of course with the volume he gets, you want to start him. He's every week start. So that leaves Justin Jefferson matched up with Josh Jackson, who's great as a 56, so – He's going to have a better matchup this week. Um, grading him as a solid wide receiver, too. How do you, you feel about Irv Smith? I um, still want to wait and see. He did um, – his routes have shot up. Routes ran, has shot up the last couple games. So, it's definitely somebody that I'm stashing. But I'm not going to play him right now, especially with Green Bay only allowing five and a half points per game to tight ends. Yep. On the other side of the ball, we got, of course, A-Rod, um, Aaron Jones. If he plays, you start him. Um, if not, Jamal Williams showed that he's pretty serviceable, so you can start him. I can't believe people thought A.J. Dillon was going to be the guy. <laughs> if you did any research this offseason, bro, like all that coach talk, you wasn't phased by any of it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, bro. <laughs> I told you. Everybody was like, he's got, 
He only falls backwards. He's too big. Exactly. Bro, they spent a second round pick on a running back. First Their round number pick. one running back went out for injury. And AJ Dillon got what? Four touches? Yep. Come on, bro. Just imagine how far they would have been if they would have drafted one of those receivers. Like T. Higgins, bro. But they bro, don't they need would be so they got Devontae to God Adams. I know, yeah. but they still need a receiver though, bro. He's like all he's like three receivers in one. And he then, is, bro. Yeah. Um, other the only other person maybe, uh, but we, we talked about Robert Tunyon a lot. Um, but a lot of uh, I don't even it's know Tunyon. You got to pronounce it like Funyon. So Tunyon. Tunyon. We talked about Robert Tunyon, but the the tight end that caught the touchdown wasn't Robert Tunyon. Um, so I don't think Robert Tunyon. You can start him uh, with a lot of confidence this week because you don't just don't know where the touchdowns are going to go. Besides Devontae Adams being a great. Yeah, exactly. he's been super quiet since his three touchdown week. Or three touchdown game in week four. So, I mean, I guess he's a streaming option if you don't have any other options. But, you know, if you do have the options, I'm looking elsewhere. Yep. Um, he's only averaging three targets a game the last couple weeks after coming back, you know, coming out of the bye. I agree. Um, yeah, man, that's the last game. Unless y'all got anybody else from the Packers y'all want to play? Nah, that's it. Uh, no, it's, sir. Expect Aaron Rodgers to light them up, man. Light them up. Hey, discount double check. Um, yes, sir. That's it, man. That's all seven. We got another seven coming next episode. That's the first one. Uh, what's the what's the name of this one? You need a cool name. I don't think nothing funny happened that that is worth a name. Yeah, we'll think of something. Oh shit! I got nothing else, man. We can shout out to Jabbar, and we out. Peace.